the Alabama Supreme Court issues a ruling on frozen embryos. House leadership announces a new bipartisan task force on artificial intelligence. And federal agencies prepare for a partial government shutdown as a March 1st funding deadline looms. For the week of February 26th, 2024, from Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., this is Health on the Hill, brought to you by Heart Health Strategies. I'm Matt Duckworth. That and House Republicans have done our part. With regard to the um, funding of the government, we're working earnestly on that. We certainly want to avoid a government shutdown. It's a dangerous time around the world right now. We recognize that, and we're doing our job. So, uh, we Kicking off this week's episode with news from Congress, where the House of Representatives will vote on four separate appropriations bills this week to avert a partial government shutdown as Congress's first funding deadline approaches on March 1st. House Speaker Mike Johnson, who you just heard, acknowledged on a call with the GOP conference Friday night that another stopgap spending bill may be necessary to provide lawmakers with additional time to pass the Agriculture, Food, and Drug Administration, Military Construction, Veterans Affairs, Energy, Water, and Transportation, Housing, and Urban Development spending bills. House members are not scheduled to return to session until Wednesday. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer sent a letter to lawmakers on Sunday reporting that intense discussions continue. Although appropriators continue to work toward a compromise on the spending bills, many note that partisan policy writers are presenting hurdles. The federal government once again formally initiated the process of preparing for a partial shutdown, with the Office of Management and Budget instructing agencies to review and update their shutdown plans and providing templates for notifying employees of the status of appropriations. Lawmakers face a March 8th deadline for the remaining eight appropriations bills, including funding for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. in the very early stages of trying to contemplate what a federal regulatory framework for AI might look like. And I think before we seek to regulate, we have to understand what we are regulating and why we're regulating it. So uh, these are very preliminary discussions with leaders in the industry. That was the voice of Representative Jay Obernolte, a Republican from California, who along with Representative Ted Liu, a Democrat California, will be the co-chair of the newly launched Task Force on Artificial Intelligence, which was announced last week by House Speaker Mike Johnson and Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. The 24-member task force includes several lawmakers active in the healthcare policy space, including Representatives Anna Eshoo, a Democrat from California, Neil Dunn, a Republican from Florida, Michelle Steele, a Republican from California, Don Beyer, a Democrat from Virginia, Ami Berra, a Democrat from California, Bill Foster, a Democrat from Illinois, Rich McCormick, a Republican from Georgia, and Sarah Jacobs, a Democrat from California. The group plans to release a report later this year outlining bipartisan proposals for regulating artificial intelligence technology and spurring investment in the industry. news today, where Senator Chris Coons, a Democrat from Delaware, and Tom Tillis, a Republican from North Carolina, wrote last week to the Biden administration, 
urging them to reconsider their proposal to exercise margin rights under the Bayh-Dole Act as a means to reduce the price of prescription drugs. The letter, which was signed by more than two dozen lawmakers, highlights the potential unintended consequences of including reasonable pricing as a factor in the draft framework for initiating the use of margin rights. The letter reads, quote, entrepreneurial startups and small companies across industries, from green technology and precision agriculture to advanced computing and semiconductors, would be subject to march-in petitions, challenging their pricing decisions by rival businesses, and even our foreign competitors and adversaries, who could use this tool to cast a cloud over the companies that drive our economy, unquote. They also outline the possible impact of the draft march-in framework on U.S. academic research institutions and efforts to revitalize American manufacturing and technological innovation. The letter concerning the Bayh-Dole Act follows a letter sent by Senators Coons and Tillis, along with Senators Maisie Hirono, a Democrat from Hawaii, and James Lankford, a Republican from Oklahoma, to National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan regarding the proposed Global Accord on Pandemic Prevention, Preparedness, and Response, currently being negotiated by members of the World Health Organization. The lawmakers expressed concerns that the proposed agreement could undermine intellectual property laws, quote, based on a faulty premise that IP rights impeded the global response to the COVID-19 crisis, unquote. The letter asserts that many factors other than IP were responsible for barriers to treatment access, and that IP protection is, quote, at the core of successful pandemic preparedness, unquote. day by day. Ultimately, we're worried that there's going to be fewer babies born in Alabama because of this ruling. Final news today, where the Alabama Supreme Court last week ruled that couples who lost frozen embryos in an accident at a storage facility can sue under the state's wrongful death law. The decision reverses a lower court ruling which dismissed the wrongful death claim on the grounds that the embryos were not a person or child. Since the decision, at least three of the state's in vitro fertilization clinics have announced that they were pausing IVF services as they work to determine the legal implications of the ruling. The meeting will come to order. Welcome to the Ways and Means Committee organizing meeting for the 118th Congress. The Committee on Energy and Commerce will come to order. The chair recognizes herself for an opening statement. Um, and it's a pleasure to bring together the first meeting of the Finance Committee in the 118th Congress. Good morning. The Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions will come to order. All right. We end each week's episode with the call to order, where we lightning round congressional meetings and hearings in the near future that you need to know about. First, on Wednesday, February 28th at 10 a.m., the Senate Budget Committee holds the hearing, No Rights to Speak of, The Economic Harms of Restricting Reproductive Freedom. Second, on Wednesday, February 28th at 3 p.m., the Senate Armed Services Subcommittee on Personnel hosts a hearing to receive testimony on traumatic brain injury and blast exposure care. And last, on Thursday, February 29th at 10 a.m., the House Energy and Commerce Subcommittee on Health convenes a hearing titled Legislative Proposals to Support Patients with Rare Diseases. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Health on the Hill, brought to you by Heart Health Strategies. For more information on this week's healthcare happenings in the administration and on Capitol Hill, 
You can visit our website at hhs.com and click on the news section at the top of the page. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Did we miss a story you wanted to hear this week? If so, email me at mduckworth at hhs.com, and we may include it in our next episode. Have a great week, and stay healthy. Stay healthy.